Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, Shelby. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How are you really feeling? I am feeling like I always feel. <laughs> so, um, I'm good. I don't have anything. No, there's really no news. I wish I had something good and juicy to share, but I, I just don't. I ain't been doing nothing. Um, so I don't know. What about you? What you got for me? You gotta have something. Girl. One of so <laughs> your girl is about to be employed again. Yeah. So we're lit about that. Um, and other than that, girl, my. Skin is clearing up. These edges is coming through. These inches is coming. The natural hair inches is coming. Um, I ain't got no worries. Um, my tribe is cute. My tribe is top tier. My family's popping. I'm popping. My friends popping. So life is good in the words of future. <laughs> hey, I love that song. Hey, that is my song. No, for real. Like he trash, but that music is popping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I've been well. I've been hearing stuff in the news um, about like. Okay, I don't know if you know who Pastor Gray is. Yes. Well, okay. I didn't know that he was allegedly caught emotionally cheating. First of all, what is that? Did you hear about that? I did. Um. I did, but you know what? This is not the first time that he's called allegedly got caught, and I'm trying to figure out who he cheated with. That's not my business, but I would just like a visual, um, <laughs> of what she looked like because I got questions that need answers. That's the first thing. <laughs> the second thing is I don't know. I guess when I think of emotionally cheating, I think of like, um, I guess like cheating with like spending like, like I guess like. I think of it like this. I don't know if this is what you define it, but I define it emotionally cheating as like spending your time, like talking to that person and thinking about that person and wondering about that person. Um, and just really like, I guess being emotionally connected to them and talking to them all day and every day and making sure that their um, needs are met and different things like that. So I guess I just think of everything, but having sex with emotional cheating but thinking about it because I feel like you can emotionally mm-hmm. think about it that's my thing but I just feel like him and then I don't know if you're familiar with there was a preacher at Hillsong that he hung out with Justin Bieber a lot um and he got let go from his church he was like I think like the head pastor and he got let go from his church because he was cheating on his wife so my question to you, and this is not even our dating relationship question, but my question to you just in general is, do you think that we put unrealistic expectations on spiritual figures like preachers or are we right in holding them accountable? Because both of them got so much backlash on social media and different things like that. So what do you think, friend? Uh, in the words of Ty, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I think we do put unreal 
unrealistic expectations on um, spiritual figures because, I mean, I'm not defending them at all. I feel like what they did was absolutely wrong. But I think as the body of Christ, we have to also remember that they are human as well and that they face the temptation as well, if not worse, because they are in the pulpit. Right. And so I think that people need to stop worshiping the pastor and um, they need to realize that he's only the messenger. Oh, now I do believe that these spiritual figures, they are obviously held to a, a higher standard. And so they have a higher responsibility. So of course it's disappointing if you are one of Pastor Gray's church members or whatever, and, and you find something out like that, of course you would probably be hurt, but we cannot praise these spiritual figures. Like everyone is human. Nobody is perfect, but God. So it's like, I just have a problem with people um, putting more worship and praise into the pastor than God. (laughs) So it's like, um, because at the end of the day, he's still a man and he is still human and makes those types of mistakes now yes I think they absolutely should be held accountable um you there's no uh right way to say it like you should if if you're supposed to be the leader then and if you get fired I can't be sorry for it I can't feel sorry for you you had that responsibility so um that would be my thoughts what what would be yours um I actually um not surprisingly but I actually agree with everything that you um just said um I do think like you I do think that we put unrealistic expectations on spiritual figures and I think that basically what you said I think that we have to stop putting so much pressure or I guess glory on um I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it. Like, I understand that, like you said, preachers are held to a higher regard because they are the messenger and they are, and essentially they're our teachers. They're the way that we get, you know, fulfilled on Sundays and we learn our word. Like they're there to hold us accountable, to teach to us and, you know, to really help us along our spiritual journey. But also I think that we have to leave it at that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that we should put preachers or spiritual people on pedestals. I think that, like you said, that they are the messengers, they are the teachers, and that they have to do a job. But I also think that they have to learn how not to put themselves in those situations and how not to yield to temptation. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like for I'm one of those people, like, if I love you and I'm with you and we together, I'm not messing with nobody else. Like, it don't matter. Like, when I tell you I am loyal, I am loyal with all caps, a thousand exclamation points. I I guess that's my new thing. (laughs) A thousand (laughs) exclamation points. I am loyal. So I think that we have to stop holding, I think we have to stop holding them to these unrealistic expectations. But I think spiritual figures have to hold themselves to those. I think spiritual figures have to hold themselves accountable. And I think they have to stop allowing themselves to, I think everybody gets tempted. But I think they have to stop allowing themselves to indulge because they have free will. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to sleep with that person. They don't have to entertain that person. Like they know that they are on the stage. They know that people people want people sometimes just because of titles or who they are, or what they think they can do for them. So I think that they have to take responsibility for the place that they hold in the church and understand that, okay, like I'm a prominent figure. And I just, I just think that, spiritual figures have to hold themselves accountable and they shouldn't they shouldn't buy into that because one thing about 
one thing about one thing about when you cheat, the other person gonna want somebody to know about it, and they go have receipts. They're gonna take a picture. They're gonna take a video. They're gonna have messages. You're not that smart. You're not that slick. Like I just don't. I don't think it's. I don't think. I don't think a few seconds of pleasure are worth messing up your whole life. But that's just me personally. I mean, you nailed it on the head. So in that in that note, or on that note, let's keep it moving into our dating and relationships since we already kind of talked about that. So. um the question is, Shelby, is having a title, not like you were saying earlier, a title of like pastor or anything, but a title in terms of we're in a relationship. This is my man. This is my boyfriend. Is that important to you? Why or why not? So if yes, at one, what point in the dating phase do you require a title? Um, and is it a deal breaker? And so the reason I'm asking this question is because we saw on XO Nicole on social media, a few guys chimed in on this. So I wanted to read two of their comments. So one of them, one of the guys said, when a guy says he doesn't like titles, it can mean he wants to keep his options open. Some people do not believe in commitment, but they want the benefits of a relationship without having to commit. Another guy said, I'm not big on possession. I feel like titles at times create this idea that you're mine, you belong to me. Honestly, I don't ever want to feel like I belong to anyone. So, Shelby, what are your thoughts? And the words of time, absolutely. And it's the principle for me. First off, <laughs> Ty is going to get us. Anyway, no, but for real, like, for real, if you want to be with me, like, and you, let me tell you this, if you want all the benefits of, being with me then you have to put a title on it absolutely absolutely yes mm-hmm. like it's literally the principle for me like my thing is like and this is just me personally this is Shelby Brenna Cummins if you don't put a title on it what are we doing you're wasting my time I'm all for it. take your time but don't waste your time I'm all mm-hmm. for that I think for me when it comes down to it um having a title is important to me because it really shows that you're committed to me. It really shows that you that you respect my boundaries, that you respect my standards. Um, it shows that you respect me. It shows me that you potentially want more from me and that we are on the same page about being in a relationship and potentially working toward more, such as, you know, marriage, kids, a legacy, all those different things. For me, when you don't put a title on it, we just out here in la-la land. So that lets me know that I am an unclaimed agent and I can do what I want to do. Let me tell you something. Please don't do anything that you don't want me to do. So if you out here wilding out, then I'm a wild out if I feel like it. If you out here talking to a lot of people, I can do that. I find that a lot of times when you don't put a title on it, but you do them how they do you, then they get mad and it's a problem. But mm-hmm. when they out here wilding out and doing what they want to do, you tripping. No, I absolutely need a title. You absolutely have to put a name on it. You absolutely have to ask me to be your girlfriend. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And if you can't do it, I am not the girl for you. You are absolutely mine. I don't believe in, like, I own you or ownership, but I do believe in your mind, if if that makes sense. (laughs) Like, it's a deal breaker for me. It's absolutely a deal breaker. And you know the crazy thing, friend? I've never said that out loud. But it is absolutely a deal breaker. I remember in college, I was quote talking to this dude, but it ended up being like a situation ship. And years later, we reconnected, and he literally told me he was like, "Cause I had just like I'm one of people like I would just fall back and act like you don't exist." 
Like, I will ignore you. Mm-hmm. I will not answer your text message. And y'all can say that's childish. I don't care. But I had to do that for my mental health and for me because this person was very persistent. And he really, really knew me. You know what I mean? So yeah, I had to cut him off. And he told me years later, he was like, I knew that you wanted to be with me. And I knew you wanted to be in a relationship. But I wasn't ready to give that to you. Or I didn't want to be in one. But I still wanted you. So that let me know that he understood my standards and my boundaries and what I wanted, but he just didn't want that with me at that time. So I think for me, especially being at my age, I'm 28 now. And, you know, I'm not saying now, but obviously in the future, I want to get married. I want to have a, I want to pop out a baby or two, you know. Um, I want my version of the white picket fence without the dog, no animals. Um, I want all of that. But I think for me, it's important to me and it's a deal breaker for me because I think it just shows that you respect me and we're working towards something. Because if you don't put, I think if you don't put a title on it or you don't put like a definition on it, I think that's how you end up wasting your time for like 10 or 12 years and you ain't got no ring and now you're mad and you didn't waste it all these years. What do you think? Um, For me, yeah. Not having a title would definitely be a deal breaker um, because for me, having a title sets the intent. It set, it defines the relationship. It sets the purpose. Like, I'm not a fan of doing things with no purpose behind it. Like, what is we doing? And so um, I also think having a title, like I said, defines the relationship. Um, I've, I've come across a lot of guys lately that their main thing is I'm not looking for anything serious. I don't want it. I don't want a relationship all of that. And it's just like, okay, well then what are we doing? Cause in my past I've been stuck in situationships and that's just never what it was that I wanted. And so I think moving forward, I realized that like, I'm not sure w- at what point in the dating phase do like we should actually require uh, a title, but I, I feel like maybe just having the conversation of where do you see this going or where, you know, are we just building a friendship? Like, what do you want to do? Because I think that you have to start off with um, defining what the relationship is, whether you're just going to be friends or you're going to move into move on to something um, more than that. So I agree with everything you said, Shelby. I think with no title, it gets messy. And with one of these guys, like he said, I'm not big on possession. I don't want to belong to nobody. Like, I want to belong to someone. I want somebody to be like, yeah, that's my girl. That's mine. You know, (laughs) I want to hear. I don't look at it as a possession. You know what I mean? I think of it as somebody that's professing their love for me. Not that I feel like what this man said was just kind of negative. And I think what the other guy said about some people don't believe in commitment and they want the benefits of a relationship without having to commit. I think that is what a lot of what's going on around these days. And I just don't understand. I don't, it's like they want the benefits of a relationship, but not the responsibility of a relationship. Right. And I think what it goes back to what you said, Shelby, is that you have to like stick to your standards and having a title shows that they respect your standards or they respect you and uh, all of that. So I think um, for me, it is important. Now it's not something I'm going to be stuck on. Like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Like, I'm not going to be stuck on it, but it will be a conversation. Right. Depending on what that is, that tells me which direction we're going. And if it's not the same direction that I feel like I want to go in, then I'm not, I'm going to go this way. You know what I mean? So, right. and I think I guess it's okay. To, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
I was just gonna say, I guess to each his own. Um, yeah. but it is for me a deal breaker. I don't want to just be like you said in la la land with somebody and then years down the line. Now I have been in a a relationship that had a title on it. We knew, you know, you with me, I'm with you. You're my man, I'm your girl, type of thing. But it never went past that. So there are situations like that where you, yeah, you can have a title, but then the next phase don't ever happen. And right. that's fine. But at least you start off with, okay, we on the same page. I think that's what really the title does is make sure that you guys are on the same page and have a purpose for what y'all doing. Otherwise, what y'all doing? Right. And I think it comes down to also just kind of adding and expanding on what you said is that you always have to follow your gut. You know what I mean? You have to follow your instinct because I tell you every single time that I was with somebody that ain't nothing and that's the jury version, you already know that I was with somebody that wasn't nothing. You already knew, you know what I mean? Like you knew that they're like, they're like, they don't want a title. They don't want a commitment, you know, or even when you're with somebody and you have a title on it, like there have been times where I've been in a relationship and I knew like, he's not going to take me to the next level. You know what I mean? Or he's not going to take me to the level that I want to be at. Mm -hmm. And I think as women, we have to learn to trust our instincts and we have to learn to trust our guts. And we, and I say this and I know it's easier said than done, but I think that you have to be willing to walk away from things and people that don't serve you, especially relationships. And I say that because I think choosing your partner or your mate is one of the most important decisions that you will make in your life. They have the power to make you, break you, hurt you, kill you, break you down, or empower you, lift you up, make you wealthy, make you happy, make, you know, make your life so wealthy and happy. So I think it's really important to have a good mate. And I think as women, sometimes we're scared to walk away because we're scared that nobody else is going to come along. But then you end up miserable with somebody else. So I said all that to say that at the end of the day, I just think that women need to do what's best for them. And I don't know who this is for, but I don't ever think that you should have to settle or just tolerate a man. Like, you don't have to. There are a million men out there. Like, I do believe that there is somebody for everybody. And I just really hope that everybody finds their person. And I am just so happy to see more women not tolerating just being with a man or not settling upholding their standards and I see on social media I don't know about you but I see on social media like a lot now women like up in their standards up in their boundaries saying what they want saying what they need saying what they're not gonna stand for and I find so many times not all men but I see some men some men on social media like bashing them or downing them when in reality you just mad because you can't rise up to be the type of person that she needs and that's fine just move to the side so the brother in the back that's ready can do that just want yeah to that's the thing if you're not ready don't step to the front of the line like go go on to the other line don't step in front of the line I think right. um we just got to recognize what the red flags are like if he says like these two guys if he says you know I don't want any I don't want to feel like I belong to anyone red flag or if he says, you know, I just want the benefits of relationship. I'm not ready to commit red flag, you know. So I think that all of that combined will tell you, okay, well, he doesn't want the same things that I want. So I'm going to move on. And that's okay. And I think that, like you said, Shelby, as women, how we are being more vocal about what we want, what we won't take, what we want to, what, what the standards are. It may get lonely on that road because a lot of people ain't going to step up to the plate. 
But at least you won't be in in the long run sitting around somewhere hurt because you've done you've invested your time into somebody who never wanted the same things as you wanted anyway. Right. So I think we just dropped a whole word, but that's just me. Girl, that was good. <laughs> I'm as like that was good. You preached to me, friends, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you preached to me. <laughs> okay, let's keep it moving to our next segment, which is the journey. So this is where Shelby and I will share something about our journey um to building all things melanin. Um so we wanted to let you guys know that we um recently did our first podcast festival we were speakers at uh the afros and audio um podcast festival um and we talked about the art of content development and so shelby let's just talk about our experience so what was your experience personally with that so i i actually really really um i really enjoyed it i had a really good time full transparency this was me this was erica and i's first like event or panel or festival that we pitched to be on um and that we actually had to create like a uh presentation for present on it and obviously answer questions um follow-up questions about it um overall I think that the experience was so great um I was definitely really really nervous just because this was our first time kind of putting ourselves out there and really teaching and coaching what we've learned and kind of how we've developed our content um, I will say before I was really, really nervous. Um, so 30 minutes before our presentation, we were able to log in and talk with our moderator. And let me tell y'all a couple things went wrong, but we got it together. Um, PowerPoint wouldn't come up. <laughs> My computer was tripping. Um, the uh, handout that we made um, wouldn't upload, but um, I will say that the moderator and the people that we worked with during our per- during our um, presentation, they were so professional. They helped us. They got out all the kinks. And I just thought that Erica and I, um, first and foremost, did an amazing job articulating what we've learned. I think we did an amazing job working as a team to come up with the PowerPoint, to come up with the con- the content, and then also to just really share what we've learned. And I think we did a really good job of sharing our story um and what we did brought to the table and I honestly hopefully look forward to doing um more but it was a great experience what about for you yeah I agree of course (laughs) um I think it was a huge blessing for us to be um chosen to be speakers uh, at this festival um even though it was virtual that's a little different you know you gotta deal with technical issues but we got through it um and then uh I just felt like it's, it's something that we had written down in our goals is to, um, you know, be invited to speak on panels or just get our, get our knowledge out there and connect with other people as well. So I thought the experience was really good. I was really excited. I was also very nervous, um, I, but I don't know why, because honestly, um, it was kind of like how we talk on our podcast. <laughs> like It's like we log into the computer and we start talking, but when you're in front of an audience of people um that have questions and all of that it could just be a little uh overwhelming but actually it came out really good people had really great questions I think people I hope people learn something from it but for us to be able to just put ourselves out there to where we just um give tips and and things like that of what we learned I think that that's what our whole entire brand is about anyway is just making sure that we're 
able to um, give insight on what we're doing and things like that. So, I mean, I, I'm excited and I hope they invite us back next year and right. hopefully you don't have to be virtual and we could really be in person because it would have been in New York, guys. Oh my gosh. I was look, I, let me tell you, me and Erica had plans to be at the Wendy show. <laughs> we had, to be, we had mm-hmm. plans to be at so many shows. We had plans to be in somebody's bar club having a good time. Like, Listen, we was yeah. about to re- we was gonna use this like we were gonna go a whole day or two early just to have some friend time to turn up, but it's coming. Just it didn't happen in twenty twenty, Jesus. Yeah, but I'm glad that we were able to do it um virtually and get our experience, our first podcast festival under our belt. Yay! Yes. <laughs> All righty. So cheers to more to come. Yes. We hope. Um, so let's move along to our mentor moment. And this is where Shelby and I will read a listener letter that was submitted to us. And then we give our, um, advice on it. So the letter reads, dear Erica and Shelby, lately, I've been dealing with people from my past trying to re-enter my life. We didn't have a fallout, but life just went different ways and we've grown apart. Initially, I'm not really interested in trying to keep in touch, probably because of, uh, the past and, Am I wrong for not wanting to reopen that door to the friendship or how would you both handle this situation? Um, I don't think so. Um, and let me tell you why. I think there is this unpopular opinion that if people want to read in your life, um, that you have to let them, that you have to allow them and that you have to allow them to disturb your peace and your energy. But I am of the popular, the unpopular opinion that you don't. I personally believe this is me. This is Shelby Brenner. Don't let me ruin your life. This is me. I think that if somebody is toxic to your life, I don't care if you, you can ask their, I don't care if they family. I don't care if they friends. I don't care if they're colleagues. You do not have to allow them to be in your space. They, they don't deserve your energy. They don't deserve your time. They don't deserve your presence. Now, I will say I'm the type of person that is not rude to a person. I can keep it cordial. That's it. Hey, goodbye. Are you dying? Mm-hmm. Do you need some air? Do you need me to do CPR? That's about the extent of that. I don't know. I just think that I think sometimes people take for granted like when they had access to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think when people mess that up and they no longer have access to you, you don't owe it to them to allow them back into your life. You don't really owe them anything. I'm a really big proponent of protecting your peace, of protecting your energy, and protecting your time. I don't think that you have to be rude, but I do think that if if you're not 100% comfortable, because when you allow somebody back into your life, you allow a lot of emotions and sometimes toxins and old feelings and sometimes we forget that they can come rushing back like a gush of wind you know what I mean like it can be a lot it can be overwhelming and it can really really get you down and then go a step further like sometimes when you allow people to re-enter your life and you have these conversations you do not you still don't get the closure that you want you still don't get the answer or the discussion that you wanted you know what I mean so I don't always think it's worth it to allow people back in your life that's me personally I think that if you feel like they're going to disrupt your peace disrupt your happiness disrupt what you built um in your life I don't think you owe it to them and I think that you can tell them in the nicest most respectful way thank you but no thank you and I don't think that you have to feel bad about that but that's just me yeah 
No, I agree. I don't think that you have to put the pressure on yourself to try to reopen a friendship. Like it doesn't even have to go that far as as trying to rekindle a friendship or rekindle a flame or whatever it is. Because um, like you said, Shelby, some people just want the continued access to you. But one thing my mom always said is leopard don't change its spots, meaning oh, that no. some people will not be any different just because, you know, it's maybe have maybe it's been years that have gone by. That doesn't mean that person has changed. Just because you've gone different ways, you've gone apart, you have different life experiences, doesn't mean that person has changed. And I always just say, just pay attention to your intuition. And I feel like we need to normalize protecting our peace. And like Shelby was saying, you don't owe anybody an explanation on why you didn't respond. One thing that I have really been trying to work on is do not engage. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to engage in this conversation. I'm not going to engage in this response because once you respond, um, then that means that they feel like they have access to you. But also, guess what? No response is a response. Right. So um, I think that you just have to figure out what it what is it going to take for you to feel um, like you are protecting your peace. And even if you just want to be cordial and be like, oh, hey, it's good to hear from you. Hope hope all is well. Then period. Leave it like leave it as is. You ain't got to be besties. You ain't got to do virtual brunches. You ain't got to do none of that. Right. <laughs> you can <laughs> you can just, you know, keep it moving. Because honestly, if you have grown apart and you haven't talked in years, and it's kind of like you don't even know the person anyway, but you just know of what they were in the past. And um, I wouldn't feel bad about it. But if you do continue to, like, engage in this situation or this person, you could beware that you could open up old wounds. Right. Um, so I just feel like for me... I'm not really interested in opening up, reopening the door to certain people. Um, I'm perfectly fine uh, with my little circle of friends <laughs> and we just going to keep it like that. So um, that's how I would handle the situation. I agree. So if any of you guys have a question like this that you would want us to answer, please send us an email at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So last but not least is our words of encouragement. So today we're going to leave you with Romans 8.28. And that reads, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love them who have been called according to his purpose. So this is a pretty popular Bible verse, but it's something that's so significant to me personally, because sometimes I get so in my feelings about what ain't going right or what didn't go right that I forget that we have, that God is telling us all things work for the good of those who love him. So even though things didn't work out for my plans, like I've always told y'all, I'm a planner. And when things don't go that way, I started to get in my feelings. <laughs> so I feel like this um, Bible verse, God is just letting you know that even the bad is working out for your good. So I think that that's just a really good constant reminder that all of the, all of the good, all of the bad that's working for your favor, it's all going to come around full circle for the purpose that he has for you. Right. So what does it mean to you, um, Shelby? I think for me, what it means to me, in addition to what you said, is that when you do everything that you can do and it's for the Lord and it's your best and it's, um, and I, I guess I'll say in his light, then he'll, then he'll do the rest. I think sometimes we get so caught up in doing things on our own and not allowing God to do the work, but 
we don't realize that literally this is what God does. This is why he created us. This is why he created the earth. Like anything that's happening and occurring is not new to him. So I said all that to say that I just think when God gives you a purpose or a mission or he instills certain talents in you or whatever that may be, I think you have to do your part. But whatever you can do, I think that you just have to have confidence that if you do your part and you believe and you have the faith, God will go ahead of you and do the rest. Amen. So with that being said, let's go ahead and pray. Bow your head, Shelby. Everybody else, bow your heads too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, dear God, we just want to thank you. We thank you for working all things out for our good. And we thank you for having our best interest at heart. And we ask that you continue to guide our steps towards our purpose and just continue to give us the strength to endure the good, endure the bad, and just have continue to have faith that we know that you are in control of all things and as you love us and we love you that everything is going to come around full circle in Jesus name we pray amen amen